Hey, Craig. It's preview time. Yeah. Woohoo. So, welcome to Podcast versus Everyone, Oregon Preview Edition. I'm yeah. Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Neusser. Um, for those of you who may be new to this, maybe don't even remember last year, so we're going to drop on Fridays before games. Uh, maybe the Friday game will do it to drop on Thursday. Um, that's that, probably a good idea. The Friday game that's coming up in a couple weeks. Um, uh, do we have to cover that one? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, th- this is a happier Northwest rivalry. Yes. Can talk about now. Um, so, but yeah. So, well, this this is typically just going to be like thirty to forty minutes. Um, we're not going to do like some of the other beer talk and shit like that. Um, we're just going to talk about football. Straight to the football. So yeah, Jeff, Oregon. Yeah. Um, we were this close to still having a five-game win streak on these dudes, but this close doesn't count. Um, but yeah, it's always this this game against Oregon. Um, it's always like they're so much more talented than us. They're supposed to be really good, and somehow WSU just every year like plays above its weight um, against these guys, and yeah. or at least above expectation. Um, sometimes we find out later that their weight was pretty big, like. 2018 but um yeah but yeah it's uh i could have used a different word than weight there but whatever um we'll we'll keep it less less blue um uh (laughs) but yeah so oregon is supposed to be pretty good Um, yeah they have been recruiting like hell the last three three years or so under crystal ball and uh, a lot of it is on defense, but um, I guess what what do you want? Last year we always started with the. I think we always started with when the other team had the ball, or I can't remember. Do I we want to start with either? Do we want to start with? It's a new with, year. We can do whatever we want. Let's start with Oregon's defense, even though when I write my preview, I always start with the other team's offense. All right, because Oregon's defense is. I mean. Well, it's supposedly really good. Supposedly really good. I mean, I uh, something I, I I noted in my preview. They've had four five star recruits in the last two years, and all four of them are on defense. And they have another couple high four stars, and they have a bunch of low four stars and and high three stars. Like they, they've built out because their defense is pretty young. Like if you look at the guys that play, there's a there's a senior, a junior, and then a bunch of sophomores and some freshmen. Like yeah. this is a defense that was built in the last couple recruiting classes and it's full of athletic impressive dudes that um are kind of scary honestly. Yeah. I mean in theory that should produce a an Alabama type defense. Right? Yeah, that is. Like I, that is like those type are of, Alabama type numbers for talent. Yeah, for when you're just looking at the defense it really is. Yeah. Um and they are I mean, like, if you look at SP Plus, like they like Bill Connolly's numbers, fully expect them to be good. They're they're currently at sixth, um, which a lot of that's the pre, you know, what they were they've been around that since like you know he started the numbers. Obviously, they've only played one game, right? Um, what you can really say is they didn't look like the sixth best defense in the country against Stanford. They definitely did not. Um, against Stanford's that, backup quarterback. Let's against Stanford's backup quarterback, yeah. Um, Stanford, in a lot of ways, um, 
got back to what it is that they they did so well for a while there under uh, under David Shaw, where it was uh, really you know heavy sets, uh, running the ball, you know just running it down your throat, um, you know play action pro style kind of you know offense. Um, and, and Stanford really was able to gash them, particularly on the ground. Um, two things that should make people smile is that Stanford was able to gash them on the ground, averaged uh, 6.4 yards per rush. Okay. Um, Stanford had zero sacks and then they also gave up, you know, some big plays in the past game too, um, where, where Oregon really, uh, sort of settled in was in the red zone. Uh, right. so, so Stanford got some chunk plays. They moved the ball between the twenties and, and maybe that's the point at which I think maybe you even mentioned this in your preview. Um, maybe that's the point at which the, the athletes sort of take over, uh, is when, okay, so now you're, you're inside the 20, uh, it's real heavy. You know, the, the field is compressed, you know, all those fast, long guys are, you know, mucking up space you know, a lot more than, than they are when, you know, when the field is spread out. So, uh, you know, maybe yeah, that's more the case room there. for error for them. If they're not assignment right. sound or they're not, right. you know, uh, if, yep. if, if they're, if they're making mistakes, they won't be as glaring because there's less space to cover to, to make up for it. Yep. But I would argue, you know, having watched the game, I would argue that it, it really was more about Stanford than Oregon. It, it's not like Oregon, uh, you know, really just, sort of was impenetrable once you got inside the 20 right um stanford really was kind of its own worst enemy they uh you know they they, they didn't execute the, the the backup quarterback who was okay at times you know made some really sort of questionable decisions it looked like shaw was sort of giving him uh you know we one of the things i think like not to go too far into stanford here because that's that's next week but well, that's um, the only data point we have for yeah, oregon's defense is yeah and one of the things i think we think about david shaw is that sometimes he really outthinks himself right mm, of course and what i saw was what looked like a bunch of like one read plays in the red zone where it was sort of like, okay, I've drawn up this very specific play. That's going to beat Oregon in the red zone and the quarterback drops back, stares down the receiver, throws it up to him. Like they still have thrown it up. Like they still have their six foot five giants, which they don't anymore. And it's like, it just was, it was like, I don't know. It was just kind of a little head scratching. Um, And then of course they weren't helped out by, you know, missing four field goals, but more than anything, the execution in the red zone sort of seemed to be a little iffy. They, they, had a backbreaking penalty where they were, you know, they were like uh, second and goal from the three. And then all of a sudden it was second and goal from the 18, um, you know, and that was at a point yeah. when the game was still, I think it was 28, 14 at that point. I'm not, I'm not sure, but anyway, it was, it, the game was still sort of within reach and they really killed themselves. So I don't know, like I didn't come away from the game thinking, wow, this is a dominant defense. Now one game, right. They may very well be that, but I saw things that made me think, you know, I mean, the stuff we did well against Oregon State is the stuff Stanford did well against Oregon. So, you know, maybe maybe there's maybe there's a chance there. Yeah, um, exactly. So that that's where, you know, any positivity I have, uh, you know, sometimes you can just run into a buzzsaw and, and maybe Oregon will play better and, and whatever. But uh, if Oregon is susceptible to giving up big plays in the passing game, 
especially on play action and stuff. WSU does that now. Like, WSU stretches the field in the run and shoot repeatedly over and over and over again. Like, there's dudes pushing down the seam constantly or, or in the outside. Like, so, uh, and we've seen that Jaden Delora has the touch to drop it in there. Um, and if, if there's, and we have guys like Jameer Calvin and like Travell Harris who, and Renard Bell and who can shake a tackle and, and, and make a run. So, uh, and again, in the running game, we, we saw Dion McIntosh have a few big runs. We saw Jaden Delora get loose for some nice runs. So maybe we have a skill set that not necessarily, I'm not expecting like a field day against these guys. I'm not, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to expect like even the, the level that they had last year in the, with the air raid against, uh, Oregon, but still from a, like from, from the standpoint of being able to do the same things that Stanford did to be successful against Oregon, I feel like WSU has the pieces in place to do that. Um, so that's encouraging, but again, I will say Oregon has a lot of talent. Um, they have a good defense. So, uh, there probably will be times when WSU's offense looks a bit overwhelmed, just be like maybe a drive by drive basis, but there will be times when maybe they can shake loose and pick up a big play and put themselves in a position to score. Yeah, I think one of the things that will be sort of key is, you know, can we get vertical on them in the past yes. game? Um, you know, Stanford, Stanford's got, you know, four star wide receivers. So, you know, I mean, these are guys who are yeah, Simi Fajoko yeah. had a couple big catches. Yep. I mean, these are guys that are big and fast. Well, okay, great, but our guys are little and fast. So, you know, I, I didn't. There wasn't a whole lot going on where uh, Fajoko's size was was much of an advantage. So, yeah, um, you know, the fact that we got four little guys who can really run, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, if Oregon can, um, you know, if Oregon can contain that in a way that maybe they sometimes struggle with just a tiny bit. Um, one sort of positive piece of news from, from our perspective anyway, is that um, their starting free safety is going to be out for the first half. Um, he got ejected for targeting in the okay. second half. So uh, McKinley, I, fr I forget his first name, but McKinley, their free safety. Um, so he had four tackles before he got ejected um, and also a forced fumble. So uh, that's a guy who they're going to be missing in the middle of the field. So hopefully that's that's a positive for us. Maybe maybe we can make some hay there in the first half. And then the other thing that kind of um, I think is is, you know, sort of maybe an interesting little wrinkle is, you know, one of the things with the air raid is we knew every week what we were going to get. Right. Like every week, every game, every play was the same yeah. about the only wrinkles that came into play was, you know, uh, Leach might, you know, change up a formation or something to try to exploit a matchup occasionally. Right. Um, he would just sort of poke and prod and figure out what the defense was giving him that day. Rolovich, on the other hand, might, you know, draw something up. You know, I mean, that very that last touchdown. I mean, that was clearly something that was not. That was not an air raid. Yeah, we play, basically had like right? max protect in there. Like you, you had a full back like in there. You had a Hobart who you could assume was like a blocking receiver in there. And then they, they were just setting that up. And apparently, yep. you know, Oregon State having had no tape uh, 
of this offense previously. It couldn't right. be like uh, number thirty nines in there. They're running that play, so right. like so they they hit it, and so maybe yep. yeah, maybe Rolovich has another has another uh, wrinkle up his sleeve like that. And I think even just opening the playbook up a little bit um, yes. will make a difference too. Like it's and not not like not like. Uh, you know, opening up the playbook, but I just, I feel like this season with a, with a true freshman quarterback and a brand new system, limited reps, all that stuff that we've talked about to death is also, I think that means though, maybe each week you add a little more, you add a little more, you add a little more. And, you know, so there are going to be things I think that get added in this week that are part of Rolovich's sort of normal playbook that they didn't show last week that, you know, maybe they can, you know, have a little bit of an advantage uh, for Oregon in, in that respect. So um, I think, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't know if we can keep up with them or not, but I do know that I didn't see a defense that looked dominant. Um, I saw an offense that looked pretty good, you know, when the Cougs played. And I know that Oregon State's defense, you know, may not be all that great, but still, um you know, I, I don't think this is a game where, you know, suddenly the offense is just, you know, like, like falls apart and, and can't move the ball. And I will say, so one thing I'll, I'll you know, I'm, I'm a bit worried about is, you know, Jaden is a true freshman. You kind of expect mistakes happen. Although I think part of the reason he won the job is because he limited mistakes versus what some of the other guys did. Um, but we saw him kind of be laid in some windows um, he's going to get more punished with this defense than he did against Oregon State. Yeah, the guys are faster. Same with him running around with the ball hanging out. Um, the the DNs are going to be faster. They're going to be chasing him down. So he's got to be a little bit more cautious. But at the same time, you don't want to be too cautious. Like yeah. take take that risk on that big play because that big play might keep you in the game. Right. Yeah. So um, and what? By the way, one other thing I mentioned earlier that I just kind of want to like circle back to super fast is Oregon had zero sacks in that game. And as I watched the game, which um, is nuts because they have, they have recruited some insane defensive yeah, line talent recently. Right. Like Thibodeau, especially, right? Like yeah. that's, that's the guy, that's the big guy, right? The, the five-star defensive end, uh, you know, played as a true freshman, you know, stepped, stepped on the field and looked like a man's man yeah. right off the top. Right. Um, and they just, it, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they were dropping eight, like they weren't doing that. They, yeah, they why just, would you do that against Stanford? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, and they, they just, um, they just really couldn't get home. And, you know, Thibodeau went up against, uh, Foster Sorrell, who's the right tackle for Stanford and, you know, former, uh, Graham five-star Graham Kapowson kid out here by where I live. Um, so, you know, really highly touted guys. He's, he's kind of had health issues for a couple of years, but finally locked down that right tackle spot. And, and he looked, you know, he, he did great against Thibodeau. Well, good news. We've got a really awesome right tackle too. So, um, you know, I, I think that's going to be, I think if they can, um, you know, keep that pass rush at bay, you know, there, there's going to be opportunities there to throw the ball and run the ball for Delora. You know, Stanford didn't have a quarterback who was any kind of running threat. Yeah. Um, in this game. And, and so I think, uh, I think the Cougs, you know, will, uh, will enjoy that, that little wrinkle if they can maybe do a better as if they can do as good of a job as Stanford did with that. Now, again, you never know what the, you know, what the other side's going to look at the, look at the tape and go, well, fuck, we have to get a pass rush. We're going to, we're going to make sure that we got a pass rush this weekend. Right. So, you know, I mean, who knows, who knows, but, but we did um, see there's Oregon hope. state 
did have a pass rush, but Jane Delora is very good at avoiding the pass rush. Yes, he is. And and we're talking like when I'm thinking in those in that thirty and in window, the twenty and in the red zone, the, yep. the maroon zone, whatever. His ability to run could be a difference in WSU executing in those in those spaces versus Stanford's inability to. Also, you know, hopefully, if we do have to kick a field goal, Blake Mazza doesn't have his jet turn, toner moment, right? Um, but yeah, I, I, I just I, I, I think that if that offense we saw last week against Oregon State isn't like the Mississippi State against LSU mirage, like, yeah, like then there's opportunity here. And but I, I still like with the caveat that Oregon's really a defense. They could have just had an off week last week, whatever. Like, yeah. and but I but I I just you know I Nick Rolovich like has rarely gotten shut down as a coach as yeah. an offensive coach, uh, coordinator, head coach. So um, I believe that he is you know a talented offensive coach, and and I believe he is not. And like you said, he's not the stubborn guy that will just do the same thing over and over again, he'll look for ways to beat this defense. And um, that's fun to think about. Again, like we talked about last week, it's just fun. Like, or not last week, but earlier. It's just fun to think about a different offense and, and what it's going to look like, and we're going to run the ball. And obviously Stanford ran the ball really well, so we know yep. we can. We might actually take advantage of that. You know, We so, might. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> we might. So obviously – with that cap, obviously, let's throw out that Max Borgie will not be playing and may not play for the rest of the season. So that sucks. But, it does suck. But uh, Dr. McIntosh looked more than capable. Um, definitely not the level at Borgie, but he's. I think he's an above average. He's definitely a Pac-12 running back. Um, um, maybe even above average Pac-12 running back just from what he looked like last week. Yeah. So here's to hoping he can play every snap again. Yeah, because I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how sustainable that is, but we're going to find out. Yeah. Hey, he didn't play that one snap on the, la- like the last real offensive play. He didn't play yeah. that one play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I, I don't know, man. Let's. Take this is going to be break. a hell of a test. I, I made this video game reference in my preview. Yeah. It's like It's like we, like Oregon State, you just finished the... You know that tutorial section of every like video game when you start out and you're like in the shooting range or whatever, yeah. And they're like guiding you through that, and then suddenly you skip past like twelve levels and then just dropped in yeah, like the yeah. toughest boss level and like let's go, this is yeah. what you got, like. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, you know play you just like played Madden for the first time and it's like now we're gonna put you on the all pro level. Good luck. Yeah. Oh, congrats. Congrats. You put up 38 on the rookie. All <laughs> like, right. Now you have to play all pro level. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be tough, but I'm proud yeah, of you for sit using Madden and not FIFA. Cause I thought you were going to use FIFA. Yeah, I we, used FIFA. we generally talk about FIFA. I know. I could have used more, any of those. This is football podcast. I know. Could have used any of those. I wish we could say NCAA football. Don't we all? Don't we all? All right, man. So, uh well we'll get to score predictions later so then you can talk about what, what you actually think is going to happen I, I i um let's maybe take a quick break and then we'll talk about 
the other side of the ball. Sounds good. We're back. All right. Let's talk about the defense, the yeah. offense. Oregon's offense. Oregon's offense. Our defense. Our defense. Um, yeah. How do you say his name again? Shuck. Tyler, Tyler Shuck. Shuck. S-H-O-U-G-H. Shuck. So, no more Justin Herbert, obviously. Um, he's exceeding far NFL. beyond our... Exceeding far beyond our expectations. I know. We said so many crappy things about that guy on our podcast. We look we look like fools. Fools. Not the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be the, the last pile. time. But now now they got Tyler Shuck. Yes. Uh, who is who it? You know, just looks like a skinnier version of Justin Herbert right now. Yeah. But he was more highly regarded out of high school than Justin yep. Herbert was. He was yep. a four-star kid, yep. uh, top 150 kid. Um, definitely, uh, you know, he ran for 85 yards against Stanford. Uh, you mentioned to me uh, you could see him, you know, like making some frustrating runs against uh, oh, yeah. WSU. Oh, he's going to have at least one, maybe two or three. Where it's going to remind people of like the Alex Grinch years where you were like, uh, at least one or two backbreaking runs every game. Yeah, this is going to be that guy. He's going to piss so many people off on Saturday because it's going to happen. He's just he's going to break loose. and He's going to run. He's basically imagine if Jaden Delora was a little taller, a little faster, a little stronger and had a little better arm. That's who we're playing against. Oh, cool. <laughs> like that's the guy <laughs> that's who's manning Oregon's offense now. So he looked pretty good, man. Looked pretty good in that first game. They didn't ask him to do a whole lot, but he looked yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, so you watched it. He had 11 carries for 85 yards. Like yep. were, were there designed runs or is that mostly just scrambling? There were, uh, there were a few designed runs um, and he made, he had a couple that were really nice. He had his touchdown run was actually the one where you just kind of went, whoa. Uh, so that was a designed run where he was kind of supposed to follow uh, follow after the fake, kind of like Delora did, mm-hmm. except the end crashed super hard, like like re- the backside end crashed really, really, really hard. And he took like one step, saw the backside end crashing, knew he was going to get tackled from behind for a loss if he kept going. So he just sort of like, put on the brakes and ran around him to the left. Like it was just sort of like, ah, you know, he just kind of went and then reversed field. And and the end was like, Oh shit, where's that guy going? And he basically walked into the end zone. So there was that one. And then he had another, uh, like, I don't know, like about a 40 yard run where he broke mm-hmm. a couple tackles, um, and ran. So, I mean, he's six, five two twenty. I mean, he's a big kid. Uh, he doesn't look that big, uh, yeah, he when doesn't. you're like when you're like looking at him on the screen, like he doesn't look that big, uh, but he's definitely not a small guy, um, and he's strong and he can really he can run and um, yeah yeah he looked he looked awful good. He made a couple of questionable decisions. Um, you Fingers know, crossed for more of those. Yeah, I mean he you know he had an interception which was a bad decision and then and a bad throw. Uh, he had another one had, had could have had two more interceptions to be honest. Uh, Oregon dropped a couple other ones that they probably should have, or Stanford dropped a couple other ones they probably should have had. So, um, so yeah, our guys won't do that. 
Yeah, no, definitely not. But if our guys don't do that, you know, if they take advantage, you know, perhaps there'll there'll be some plays out there. Because, like I said, they didn't ask him to do much. I mean, he only threw the ball 26 times, which I guess is, uh, you know, about the same number of times as Delora threw the ball. But uh, he also benefited from uh, just, you know, everybody else just, you know, pounding, <laughs> pounding the ball. I mean, Verdell and Travis Dye. Um, and, of course, he was part of that, too. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was – it, yeah, they know, ran the ball 40 times in total yeah. counting the quarterback sacks yeah. or whatever. Mario Cristobal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that really worked, but they want to run the ball, man, and they, they just hammer you and hammer you. And I mean, really, uh, the you know, every good Oregon team recently, and they're always, they were famous for, like, the fast offenses, but it was really run-based yeah, offenses. Yeah, it was always about the running, for yeah. sure. Yep. It's less about those really quick offensive linemen now. It's like a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are a lot more like, um, Stanford was when we remember what Stanford did. Yeah. And it doesn't look like that because, you know, they're in the shotgun and whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's, I mean, it's basically that, I mean, it's power, power football. And so, um, that was, you know, interesting and very effective against Stanford, which, you know, whose defense hasn't been the Stanford defense that we knew uh, for quite a few years now. And uh, yeah, Oregon just sort of pounded them into submission over and over again. And Stanford didn't really have an answer for that. And so that's, that's the part that worries me. You know, we don't have a huge defensive line, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, Zane wrote, you know, a really cool, uh, you know, story and infographic about, you know, whether size, Weather size matters, and you know we're gonna we're gonna find out this weekend, man, because they are gonna they are gonna pound and pound and pound and pound. Yeah, and and I I wouldn't be surprised if they see an even more opportunity against WSU's size to just continue to pound. Yeah. Um. It's but like you know, CJ Verdell is very good, and and Travis Dye had like. And uh, like he only had six carries and he had like 75, 78 yeah. yards or something against yep. Stanford. So, and then they, they use the, uh, the big back and the short yardage. So, um, I'm not yeah, even a, sure if limiting explosives is going to do the trick for us in this game. Yeah. Cause it <laughs> Cause was I mean, four, 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 they four. might just go four and five, four and five, four and five over and over and over again. Um, you know, so it's it, it's going to be a tough test. It's you know, the big thing is going to be, you know, obviously tackling the linebackers are going to have to play better uh, in this game because, you know, I mean, they just come at you with guys who have a little wiggle. Um, you know, they really only have one sledgehammer and that's uh, Habibi Lakio, uh, you know, who's a guy yeah. who was committed very briefly to Washington State yeah. a few years ago. Him and uh, the ah, the receiver from Hodgins, Isaiah Hodgins. They were mm-hmm. both committed at the same time, and then both decommitted about the same time. Um, but Die is you know is tiny and shifty. Uh, Verdell's not big, but he's not small, and he's just kind of you know again he's just kind of got a, he runs he runs strong, but he's got a little wiggle. He'll make you miss and um, can definitely outrun some people. So well, yeah, yeah like we, we saw last careful. week he or last last game against Oregon, not last week. He basically had like uh just needed a small hole and he busted through it and ran, you know, like yeah. I think he made one guy miss and had like yep. an eighty nine yard touchdown yep. against WSC last year. So Yep. Um we're 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 we are well aware of what Verdell can do. Um yeah, it's so 
honestly, with WSU's defense, they obviously last week looked better than we expected. But they also showed some holes, but particularly in the passing game. So, I don't know. Like, I would say the defensive line was bigger than I expected. And there were some of the big guys that were making plays. Um, So, hopefully they can hold up a little bit better. They rotated the defensive line like as much as they possibly could. Hopefully that helps. Not, I don't, I mean, Oregon's not like the, you know, seven seconds and snap like they used to be, but one thing I noticed though, watching the game is they do operate at a fairly quick pace. Yeah. Um, they were snapping the ball with between 15 and 20 seconds left on the clock That's for the vast quick, majority yeah. of the game, which was – so it wasn't like – yeah, it wasn't like they were hurrying like they used to do under Chip Kelly where it was like, you know, we're really, really going to press you. But it's like, okay, so I watched the game. I watched the on-demand version on ESPN, which has a little 10-second forward button, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, with Oregon, you know, with Stanford, I could do – Three clicks, right? As soon as the play ended, three clicks, clock was down to 10, Stanford was getting ready to snap. With Oregon, I could do two clicks, and then it was getting ready to snap. So it was it was basically about 20 seconds from the end of one play to the beginning of the next play. And uh, so that they, they definitely still it's, – it's kind of weird because, like, like I said, they, they're kind of old school with the philosophy. You know, they're really going to pound you, but they're also – uh, they're really also kind of trying to keep you on your heels a little bit still. Oregon is frustrating <laughs> in that they're always doing cool shit yeah. like that. Jerks. It's annoying. Yeah. I'm also I'm just thinking about that. I feel like you just you just uh, created a new metric for, for tempo in college football. <laughs> How many, how many video on clicks, demand clicks, how many, how many ESPN video on demand clicks until they snap the ball? Yeah. Yeah. Oregon runs about a two click. WSU is like a more, more like a two and a half, three and a half. Sometimes click Stanford's always a three and a half. I mean, sometimes they're four clicks. Like honestly, you know, depending on when, when there is the, the, when, when the ball gets spotted or whatever, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's how we measure these teams. Now one, one and a quarter click is what, yeah. what, what uh, Chip Kelly used to do. And, and no one does that anymore. Not even yeah. UCLA, but okay. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. So Oregon's got some playmakers on in wide in the at wide receiver too. Yeah. Uh, um, it they got some dudes who will embarrass you. Yeah. Uh, I just read the preview, and of course the uh, the sophomore is he he had one catch last week, but it was for forty four yards, and I, I I don't know why I can remember that and not his name at the moment, like. Um, when you put too much stuff in your brain, Micah Pittman, Micah Pittman. Thank you. Who is, uh, you know, Michael often, Pittman's little brother. Yeah, exactly. So he was injured last year, um, for parts of the season, but when he played was pretty like electric, pretty, um, you know, a guy that could, you know, get yards after the catch type of guy. Um, also you know, pretty good, pretty sure handed, honestly, but, um, he obviously he only had one catch. Um, interestingly enough, uh, the, the top receiver and I see like, I'm, I'm just, my brain is, is gone, dude. I, I can't remember any of the names. The, the top receiver for, uh, Oregon, it was also from the Stanford game was also from Chandler, Arizona, 
where uh, Tyler Sluck is also from, like but different high schools, but both yeah. from Chandler, Arizona, which is like a suburb of Phoenix, um, and produces a fair amount of uh, uh, talent. But um, yeah, it does. The the one receiver who terrifies me is the tight end. Yeah, the big Johnson. DJ yeah. Johnson. Yeah. So he's uh, he's a former. So they mentioned this about eighteen times on the broadcast. He's a former defensive end who they converted to tight end. Um, he'll remind you of, you know, just some of like the really, you know, big athletic tight ends. I mean, he can really run. Uh, and they did, they did all kinds of uh, what they liked to do with him in this game was sort of like, like try to get him on the edge and let him run. So they would do like these little, you know, play fakes. And then he'd sort of roll out into the flat and they'd wait until he got sort of beyond the outside linebacker. And they would do it almost almost like an RPO-looking thing mm-hmm. where, you know, Shuck was, you know, could run the ball, so the outside linebacker had to respect that. And then all of a sudden, okay, this tight end's out on the edge, dump it off to him, and then he just turns up field for, you know, 15 yards. So, um, you know, he was, he was quite the weapon for them to use and that he potentially could be another guy who makes us, you know, want to basically break our remote control because he's you know, between Shuck, you know, getting an improbable first down running the ball. um, That's another one where you'd be like, my God, would they cover that guy? Like, I'm just like, who's going to cover him? Yeah. And who's going to cover him, right? Justice Rogers going to cover him. Yeah. So, I mean, Justice Rogers playing middle linebacker, you know, Jihad Woods, okay, maybe. <laughs> like, uh, still, he's got you know he's got six inches on either yeah, of those guys. So. Yeah, I mean he's a big dude. He's like I don't know six five or whatever. Six and inches and forty pounds. Two hundred and fifty pounds yeah. or whatever he is. So, uh, big dude can really run, and that that's a guy who, frankly, like I don't know. I mean the receivers, I just go whatever, dude. We play we play fast receivers all the time, and. They'll probably make us look bad and just whatever. But a, t- a tight end who can do what this guy does, um, those are unusual these days. And we also remember what Stanford has done to us yeah. with What's those guys What's a tight end? The years. I don't so know that that's the thing. Like, people don't run them much anymore, but, like, Stanford usually has one, and Stanford usually has a guy who makes us look terrible as a tight end. So really looking forward to what that guy does to us. Thanks, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, yeah, when I was looking at the roster doing my previews, like, big dude. Uh, they also have a, a really tall, former, very highly regarded receiver who hasn't really done much yet in his time at Oregon, Devin Williams, or Devon Williams, however you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, he's 6'5". He's going to be playing on the outside. They only targeted him twice in that game, but... Uh, I interesting enough, they only targeted Micah Pittman twice as well, which it shows how little they threw the ball, honestly. Well, yeah, they just didn't have. I mean, you know, uh, the tight end had six targets, uh, Red had six targets, um, the other Johnson had five targets, and then it was two, 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 one, one. So the other Johnson is the Chandler guy, you know, so. it's just it, that's you know, when you're only throwing the ball 26 times, it's it's kind of like that, so. Yeah, so I you know, I, I I don't know. Like I still in my heart think our defense is bad. Like I just can't I agree. believe that our defense is like even average. <laughs> like um, cuz it's just a, it's such a big leap to make. 
Yeah. And coaching matters for sure. And they had yep. such poor coaching last year. Yes. Um, and they seem, I mean, Dickert seems fully capable, very good defensive coordinator, but he just has such a, such a bridge to gap and like uh, such a gap to bridge. Sorry. Put that backwards. Um, like, <laughs> I, so, I knew what you meant. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, the beer is fully emptied at this point. If, yeah. if anyone was curious, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I there's just a lot of there's a lot of horses on Oregon to like to cover, and there's a yeah. lot of dudes to yeah. worry about, and yeah. it's stressful. Yeah, uh, we need some turnovers, man, and we need yeah. some we need some negative plays. Yeah, we sacks need, and turnovers yeah. are going to be. You know, and, and some good need some good sequencing, you know, some stops yes. on third down. Um, Oregon was nine of eleven on third down against yep. Stanford. That would be bad. <laughs> that would be but I, that's you know, that's largely um not largely, but uh that's that's a lot a function of just, you know, third and short. Um my you know, I don't think my stat thing here will tell me I don't know. I'll see if I can dive into it next time you're talking. But um, watching the game, I did not get the impression that they were facing, you know, third and, and long very often. Uh, it was a lot of third and three, third and five, third and four kind of stuff. Um, and that, you know, those are obviously, obviously easier to convert. So, you know, it's, a, you know, got to get some negative plays, uh, got to hold them back just a little bit. Um, and it's, it's really then just a matter of, you know, how many kind of, how many stops can we get and, you know, can we, can we hold up in the red zone and, and all those things? Cause they're, they're almost certainly going to move the ball. I mean, that's, it's unrealistic to imagine that they're not going to move the ball. So, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, you let them, they, they move the ball a little bit. Maybe you get a key stop, maybe you stop them on third down. Maybe they miss a field goal. Their kicker missed a field goal. He looked, I mean, Stanford's kicker wasn't the only one to miss field goals in that game. I, mean, I feel like uh, Oregon's never had a good kicker. Yeah, except for last year, asshole. Well, it's probably the same guy. <sighs> it's it's yeah. not. It's never worth the time to learn another team's kicker's it's really, name it's unless really it's not. Jet Toner. Unless it's Jet Toner, that's the thing. Like we all know Jet Toner because we're like, okay, well. His name's like Jet Toner the Fifth or whatever, and then he's like Jeb Bush. It's like Jet is actually something J E Toner, so he's like Jet Toner Toner, like a, whatever man. It's like ATM machine machine, you know. Uh, What's it? What is it with these rich pretentious people? I don't know. I don't know. Either. We'll talk more about them next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do feel like everyone's getting like a double Stanford preview because the only yeah. team we had to talk about for Oregon was Stanford. That's right. And I'll watch Stanford's game this weekend, and then I'll have new things to say about them. So. Yeah. But it's all right. So, yeah, this – I mean, just to kind of wrap it up, talk about offense and defense, this is a huge test. Like, this is – Yeah. This is, you know, Apple Cup notwithstanding, the toughest game on your schedule, and toughest team on your schedule – um, and I mean, they get them in Pullman, but there's no one in the stands. So, I mean, it'll be cold. I don't know how much a team that plays in the rain constantly will care about that. Uh, so it, 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 you know, I don't know how much home field advantage there is. I mean, just the journey to Pullman is always an advantage, I think. I think so. Um, uh, but, uh. Yeah, you know they they they're gonna have to ball out. Like they're gonna have to, they're they're gonna have to kick some ass. Like, and 
if they do win, it should definitely be noted that it is awesome. Like it, like this. I know we've beaten Oregon a lot recently, but if they win this game, yeah, that's a two and zero start would be just two and zero start taking down who what is probably the best team in the conference would be huge. Uh, Absolutely, and we'd already be at my picked wins and most of the guys on Coug Center's picked yeah. total wins for the season. I thought I so. was being a little pessimistic with three wins and no, no, or sorry. I was at two plus the, plus the, uh, the crossover game. So I guess I was right there with everybody else with two. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so we've all, we always did, uh, I remember last year we always did score picks. So, um, I'm going to make you go first, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, I think Oregon will win. Uh, I just think that their offense is is going to be too much for our defense. Uh, you know, again, turnovers, whatever, you know, odd sequencing notwithstanding. Uh, I just think it's it's going to be so hard for us to deal with that rushing attack um, in a way that, 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 you know, really contains it. So um, I'm going to go, I think Oregon puts up 34. And so I think four touchdowns, a couple of field goals. Um, I think our offense can move the ball against their defense. I think that our varied attack um, is actually a, a benefit in this one. Um, I think that the, uh, you know, being in Pullman, I think, is is an advantage even without fans. Uh, but I'm also thinking that we have our own struggles in the red zone. So I'm going to go 34-27 Oregon. Cougs cover, but can't quite get over the hump. Yeah, you're, you're pretty close uh, to my thinking. Um, yeah, I was going roughly that same, you know, like seven to, I've, I've been wavering like seven to nine point difference here. I, I, I think it's important to note that both teams, you know, I mean, WC is going to run the ball a lot more than they usually do. Oregon's going to run the ball a lot. That'll keep the score. keep the possessions down most likely a little bit. Um, so he, so that kind of minimizes any you know gap in talent or whatever. So, I you know I think um, I'm I'm gonna be pretty close to yours. Uh, I, I I'm gonna go 38. Uh, I'm, let's just go the same score as last week, but flip 38-28. Okay. So if you if you get the ten and a half, then you cover. If you get the ten and a half, you're good. Which I think it number, went back up to. It might be ten and a half at this point. Yeah, it was that was weird. Like it came out at ten and then it dropped pretty much immediately down to like seven. And then it went back up to ten. So Drunk Cougs know. betting the Cougs on on uh after they won <laughs> Oregon State. Beat Oregon State. Ten's <laughs> a pretty big number, man. I don't know. That's <laughs> you know, against against a team we've had pretty good success against. I know each year is different in its own little snowflake and whatever, but uh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see Nick Rolovich play a really good team and, and what he does and how he does this. And, uh, you yeah. know, it's just, uh, I'm excited to see what, if he comes up with anything new, different. Yeah. Um, it's all going to be new to us, honestly, but yep. I'm excited to see what Jaden Delora, you know, his second start ever yeah. versus a very good defense, what, what he can do. Like, yeah. And, and honestly, it's, if, if they suck, I, I, that's fine, whatever. But if yeah. it's like you know, it's all it's all the pressures on Oregon here. Let's yeah. let's just go out. Absolutely. And, let's go out and make them sad. Yep. 
I agree. Let's do that. All right. All right, man. I think that'll do it. We did it. We previewed or Oregon WSU. Let's, Good job. Now, let's, now all that's left is to watch the game. And win the game. And win the game. Yeah. All right, man. Don't listen to our predictions, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're pessimistic assholes. <laughs> oh, I prefer realistic. <laughs> I prefer uh, pragmatic. <laughs> all I right, like man. those words better. All right, dude. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. <laughs>